Welcome to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast with your host, Milton Stewart. If you hear background, it's because I'm in the wonderful, sunny Orlando, Florida recording this episode. I'm super excited because we're about to dive into the intro into each type. So stay tuned because we're going to have some fun today. Here we go. In this episode of Do It For The Gram, we're gonna talk about the Enneagram Nine. The Enneagram Nines are some people that you will probably never have an argument with. But if you do have an argument with them, then most likely you are the one in the wrong, to be honest. Because they are non-confrontational. So let's get into it. Enneagram Nines are considered the crown of the Enneagram. And that's because they can embody any type on the Enneagram, which is a strength and a weakness. Enneagram nines are in the body slash anger center of intelligence. They are the most disconnected from their anger. Enneagram nines typically are unshakable, not phased type of vibe to them. Nines do a really good job of not allowing things to impact them externally and almost to a certain extent internally. Nines are quite smart as well, though it is not apparent and they have a lot of random knowledge. Some may say they're really good at trivia nights. Take one if you have a competition. So first, we're going to kind of get into the temperament of the Enneagram 9. Typically, the Enneagram 9 has a calm, cool, earthy type of demeanor. They're down to earth. Honestly, many 9s I know can all fit inside of that kind of hippie vibe that they have. I think they call them hipsters now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the terminology. But theirs is not really hipster. They're not trying to be hip necessarily. They're just trying to be down to earth, cool, calm, and just like merge in with the background kind of deal. They're not trying to stand out and be flashy and be bedazzled like some types do to draw attention to themselves. Nines aren't trying to do that. Nines' primary motivation, they want to create harmony in the environment and to avoid conflict and tension to preserve things as they are. And to resist whatever would upset or disturb their inner peace or their inner sanctum. Their basic desire is inner stability. They want peace. That's at the end of the day, Enneagram nines want peace. Their basic fear though is chaos and conflict. And part of that is also having chaos and conflict on the inside. And so when that becomes an issue for the Enneagram nine, Another fear of theirs is separation, and that's separation from unity and a separation from peace. And so what Enneagram 9s can do, especially when they're unhealthy, they can merge with anything and anybody doing their best to create some form of unity so that they can have an artificial peace of peace, to be honest. That only helps for a certain amount of time until they get tired of it and it's built up and then anger flows out or it burst out of the gates with the Enneagram 9. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters 
decided after the program to start a podcast. They each use their unique skills, talents, and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me, and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. So the Enneagram 9 is out of touch with their anger. Nines without some real self-development work will deny that they even experience anger. The problem is that they actually do. They just don't acknowledge it until it's built up to the point of explosion. And so they consider the way inside of themselves as if it doesn't exist for a while. They can kind of cover it up with something where it's like, oh, no, I'm I'm good. And they kind of are, but it's building up and it's coming out eventually. And so an Enneagram 9 would probably tell you something like, I can see all sides to an issue, which they're really good at, by the way. I typically avoid conflict and I want comfortable solutions. I have a difficulty saying no and get resentful later for agreeing to something I don't want to do. I am ambivalent or unsure about my own needs and wants. It's much easier for me to go along with others than to rock the boat. Now, here are some of the things that are best about the nine. Nines have at their healthiest emotion, it's called right action, which is the willingness to do what needs to be done and use oneself well in the process. And so right action is Enneagram 9 stepping up to the plate and defending and standing up for something that is right. Something that has made them angry or they feel that it's not right, they must stand up for it. And so when an Enneagram 9 does this, they are so grounded, they will not be moved on this subject or topic because not only do they have information, knowledge, logic, they also have experience and emotion at their healthiest behind the reason that they feel something should be done or something shouldn't be done. And so when uh, Enneagram 9 takes right action, you best to believe it's going to be super strong and you will not move them. It's one of the most powerful things that you can witness, especially from Enneagram 9. Some of the strengths of the Enneagram 9, they are skilled mediators. They're warm, open-minded, caring, and peace-loving. Let's be honest. They just want to be chill. They want to be calm. These people are some of the most, I guess, empathetic people that you can be around. You could tell them the worst thing that happened in your life. You could tell them your deepest, darkest secret, and it will be safe with them. And not only safe with them, they won't judge you for it. You will never have the feeling that you're being judged. They'll think about it. They'll contemplate on it. And they'll still love you for who you are. And so that's one of the really amazing things about the Enneagram 9. Now, some of the worst things about the 9. They can be very passive and lethargic. Okay? Uh, typically, they like to avoid conflict, as mentioned before. They can be very stubborn. They can be indecisive, overly conciliatory. They can hate change, and a lot of nines, unfortunately, have low self-worth. Their lowest emotion is a laziness of attention. And so a lot of different books in a different um, Enneagram knowledge says that the nines uh, lowest emotion is slothfulness. And so what they mean by slothfulness is to a certain extent, they can lay around on the couch, in the bed, 
and eat and watch TV and just be a sloth and especially sleep. Enneagram nines love sleep, but they also can be lazy of attention or slothful in a way that they're not focused on their actual priority. So they're doing everything but what they need to do. So that's another way that they can be lazy in their lives. And so the laziness of attention can be used as a way also as stubbornness, which can make it hard for them, as I said before, to face the priorities or to not engage in conflict. So nines in the workplace, nines do not really desire to be bold or in the spotlight type of leaders, but they can be really good coordinators. They are usually very popular with colleagues. Remember, they're warm, they're friendly, they're inviting. You can tell them stuff and trust them and not feel judged. It's amazing. But they have a tendency to be indecisive and they have a fear of conflict, which makes them ill-equipped to lead a team at times, especially when they're undeveloped. With regards to change, they avoid it too. They, The unpleasant feeling of being outside of the comfort zone is not welcoming to Enneagram nines. But when change happens, they can easily adapt. Interesting. The problem with nines is that they lack the faith in themselves. The, this attitude encourages people, unfortunately, to take advantage or to undervalue the contri- contributions that are granted by Enneagram nines. They are often overlooked because they don't demand for anything. But this neglect hurts nines deeply. It's a sadness that they battle by continuing to please in the hopes that everything will be okay. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of you going into work give you anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But Since you're probably not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become self-aware. The self-awareness leads into organizations by helping with communication, conflict management, and leadership development. Ultimately, turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your service and bottom lines. You can contact Kaizen Careers at kaizencareers.com or Milton at kaizencareers.com and that's K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or you can dial 901-334-1644 to contact Kaizen Careers. psychological defense of the Enneagram 9. It's called narcotization, and it's to avoid conflict from within and without, and to maintain a self-image of being comfortable, harmonious. And so basically what narcotization is, it's using anything to keep you from your main priority. It is basically like vegging out to what you need to do. So as I mentioned before, It could be using food, it could be using drinks, it could be using reading, it can be using TV, couches, beds, anything to avoid doing what they really need to do or avoid something that seems painful as in conflict for the Enneagram 9. It could even be a repetitive pattern that they do. 
One of my best friends, he does a lot of tasks, but it's not exactly what he needs to do. And so he's putting it off by basically narcotization of not doing what he needs to do. and He knows it, but he's putting it off by doing something else that's a routine pattern for him. And so a part of the narcotization, the reason the nine does it is because what they are trying to do, they're trying to reduce the awareness of not only themselves, but also the external world. They're trying to reduce that awareness. And so they don't have to deal with it. And it doesn't enter into their inner peace and their inner sanctum, because when it's disturbed inside of there, that's when it becomes the problem. Nines typically, nines typically can handle issues externally when it's a little crazy, as long as it doesn't come inside. When it comes inside, there's a problem. And a lot of times that's when nines do become active when they're trying to create peace. I know my best friend has really stepped in a couple of times when I've got aggressive in a conversation with somebody and to like make peace because it was affecting him internally, not just externally. So you probably met a nine or you know a nine based off these verbal and nonverbal cues. Nines give highly detailed information. Oh my goodness. I mean, not only do they give highly detailed information, they can record mentally information like none other. My best friend and a couple of nines I know, they can give you research on top of research on top of research. And then they will remember the book. They will remember the author. They will remember the page. They will remember the year it was published. All these amazing things. They remember the paragraph where they're quoting what they're saying from to defend what they're talking about. It's absolutely amazing because I can barely remember anything. I just remember the gist of a story and I apply it to my life. I don't remember all the specific details. And so that's one great trait um, of a Enneagram nine. Another verbal cue that they give is they use a green words like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're like, they use, uh-huh. I use, uh-huh sometimes. Not like a nine does. A nine really uses, uh-huh. Not to say I agree with you, but it's just acknowledging. Yeah, I heard you. And by what I mean by I heard you, not that I listened to you necessarily, but I heard you because nines can go to a whole different place inside their minds that no one else exists. And they are just there either thinking about what's coming next or they're in their own world having a conversation, even though they can look at you and say, uh huh. So pay attention. If you have an Enneagram nine in your life, if they go, uh huh, ask them what you just said one more time to see if they actually heard what you said, because they can go to a whole different place in their inner sanctum for security, for peace and for harmony, and sometimes not even be engaged externally. The next verbal cue is they give sequential information. So when they share information, it is in order. It's going to go from the past to the present to the future. Some people give information like you'll start like a movie. You'll start in the in the future. And then you'll go to the present and then you'll talk about the past, how they got to the present, and then you'll lead them back to the future. Enneagram 9 is typically not going to do that. They're going to have the research and information from the back all the way up to the present and going towards the future. Nonverbal cues, minimum tension in the face. Enneagram 9s do not really have that like rough face like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening when somebody says something crazy. They can really hold their face. They can really control um, those emotions and impulses that typically we have when someone says something that we totally agree 
or totally disagree with. Or when we see a kid disrespect a parent, oh my goodness, especially me. When I see a kid disrespect a parent, my face just, it tells everything I'm thinking because I, I want to whoop the kid and the parent, to be honest, or discipline the kid and the parent, depending on how you look at it. But in the end of the day, they will learn. So another nonverbal cue for the Enneagram 9 off of that, me and my whole rant, um, it's their easygoing. You, a person who's like super easygoing, easy to be around. Uh, I mean, just really easygoing, not just like they're just fun and they're just happy, and exciting. No, this person just easy to be around. They're just super chill. It's like, oh, yeah, you cool. And so nines are really easygoing. That's another nonverbal cue. Another nonverbal cue for the Enneagram nine is they have a relaxed posture. Their body is going to be relaxed. It's not going to be tense shoulders and um, forceful stances and dominant poses. No. It's a very relaxed posture. They're chill. They're relaxed. They're cool. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute for a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types. You can go to EnneagramInstitute.com and the tester has a minimum cost but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at Integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Now, when it comes to the speaking style of the Enneagram 9, they are usually inclusive and welcoming at their best. Nines may have trouble getting to the point, though, because they have so much information to get through and they have to tell you because they need to defend it. And plus, they understand all the sides of the story. So they're trying to get you all the information and defend all the information. It's interesting. It's like, oh, so you're defending this side and that side? Okay, sure. I'm listening. All right. And they can be linear and over controlled in the way that they communicate sometimes. Or they can even be quite dispersed depending if they're unhealthy or it's too much going on and their peace isn't totally within them. They can be very dispersed. Others may perceive nines as indecisive, scattered, unclear and overly conciliatory. It's like, do you really mean that or are you just going along? And a lot of times a nine is just going along to keep peace and be chill. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. doesn't matter. End of the day. But a lot of stuff, it does matter. And so for the Enneagram nine, it is going to take them figuring out what do I actually want? What do I actually agree with? And how do I actually feel? Those are big, big questions for the Enneagram nine. So on this part, we'll give a few examples of Enneagram nines who are realistic and some who are fiction. So one of the most notable realistic Enneagram nines is Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln just looking at his autobiographies, if you want to kind of understand the life of a nine, he had a very interesting life. And one of the most interesting things he did was that his cabinet that he had was filled with people who did not necessarily agree or were on the same political side as he is. And so that he got a different perspective and hopefully could make a good decision for the whole of the people he's serving. 
sometimes or a lot of times now in political arenas, people choose people that disagree with them. They agree with you and you say something. It's like, cool, they agree. This must be a great idea. When actuality, it may not be a great idea. It just may be one side of it because there can be multiple sides to all stories, which a nine is great at, which Abraham Lincoln was something that he was great at. Another Enneagram nine, which is absolutely amazing. I got a chance to be down in Disney is Walt Disney. This man's Enneagram nine. And think about Disney. It is one of the most peaceful, harmonious places in the world. I mean, literally, he created a paradise basically through the Enneagram 9's mind. He created a place where diverse amounts of people could come together, no matter what they think and believe and how they look and any ailments they have or disabilities. They come to a place and have fun and have peace and have enjoyment with each other. And so it's an amazing thing that Enneagram 9, at their full force, can do some amazing things like Disney World. Absolutely amazing. Another Enneagram 9 when it comes to um, fiction is Luke Skywalker. And another Enneagram 9, if you've ever seen the show Parks and Rec, is the guy named Jerry and Terry. His name switched because the Enneagram 9, they sometimes picked on him. And so they used him because he's like, I can take it. People, it doesn't matter. I just merge with other people. They would blame him for a lot of different things. And they would joke on him a lot. And nines can actually look like that, too. Nines can actually be people who get picked on and they just keep going with the flow like they're OK, like nothing bothers them. But it is deeply bothering them inside. And if you are a nine, you're listening and that has happened to you. That's something you need to make sure you address because the anger is there. You have to get to it. And you may need to help up a coach, which I am a coach. But there are also a lot of coaches out there and therapists if you do need help with that, because that's real. And it's not right. And so I just want to make sure all my Enneagram nines are taken care of. Next part. So my experience with nines, I'm going to talk about some of my experiences I've had with Enneagram nines. Uh, my best friend, like I said, I have four best friends. One of them um, is Enneagram nine. And I have, and I say this, I'm going to give a, a header or a warning before I say this to of my best friends are white two of my best friends are black and i say that because one of these issues with my best friends enneagram nine was over race so our church group went out our young adult church group went out to uh, a restaurant that shall not be named and our group sat in the back but i don't think it was because of the whole mixed thing so we're a mixed group we're diverse, which is great. And what happened is other groups came in and sat down who were majority white or all white. And they were getting served before we were, even though we were there before them and we were ready. They were receiving service and we weren't. My best friend was extremely angry. I've never seen him angry before. We've never had an argument, but he was extremely angry. And what I loved about it is that he was mad. His anger was a righteous anger. He was mad because it wasn't right to not be served based on possibly, we're pretty sure, because we have people of color in our group. And so I made sure to step up and say something because he was boiling over hot. So I made sure to say something to the manager to make sure that we receive service. And obviously our group has not went there together since then because it just isn't right. 
But something that he's doing, I think he's doing an amazing job with right action, which is one of the highest levels of the Enneagram nine, where they can get to a point where they can stand up for other people and they can use themselves as a tool because they have a lot of information. But a lot of times they don't take a stand for a lot of different reasons, which we won't get into. That'll be a deeper episode diving into the nine very deep. But he has went overseas and is helping a lot of people by showing them the love of Christ and serving them physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. It's absolutely amazing. And he's not trying to like. His mission is not tied to convert people and make them feel some type of way or think some type of way. It's kind of thing. It's first starting with just loving them. And he does a wonderful job with that. Enneagram nines are so good with that. You can trust him when they're around you. And so he's doing a wonderful job with right action. And it's absolutely amazing what he's doing. Hope he's listening to this podcast too, which is great. Also, another thing is I went to a uh, friend in high school. He was the kid that we actually did pick on, unfortunately. And I had to apologize to him because I was one of them did. Not like the typical pick on him, but he's just like the end of every joke. And uh, I went to his wedding this year and the hotel was screwing up everything. So his wife was getting upset. And typically, I mean, he's easygoing and his wife is probably an Enneagram 8. And so like she is like running things and she's saying, telling everybody what they need to do and what she wants them to do. But the wedding, the hotel had messed up the wedding so bad that she was getting frustrated and angry because things weren't right and they weren't trying to help. I've never seen this guy, my friend, so upset. When I saw how upset he was because they opened the door where they both were and they was like behind this like little, I don't know, door area, like restroom kind of deal, but it wasn't a restroom. And they opened the door and I saw his face and I was like, oh my goodness, we got to change this because we got to get some people happy. I've never seen him so angry in my life. Enneagram 9, that anger is so real. And so I talked to the bridesmaid, I talked to the grooms, and I said, hey, we have got to get this place lit. We have got to make them have a good time. They want us to like be live and, and have fun, and we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it enjoyable so it can happen. So me and my bridesmaid, we started off, we led the way, just making sure that everybody was pumped, that everybody was happy, that people were having fun. And so that definitely put a smile back on their face because that Enneagram 9, he was not about to have his wife being upset because the hotel is not doing the right thing, which I respect highly. That's a righteous anger, in my opinion. Um, two more examples. I work with Enneagram 9 currently, and he ended up in a position of leadership that he did not want, but simply because he had the experience that... Um, he had more experience than the people who are in the position now and they needed his information. They needed him to give it. And so him being so cool, calm and collected and wanting to merge, he typically would kind of be like, Oh, I don't know. And so we talked a while and he actually ended up stepping up, giving that information and started to realize that he has confidence in himself because he has experience. He definitely has the knowledge and he definitely has the heart to do the job that we do every day. The next person is a good friend of mine who since high school, I tried to get on her nerves and it was the hardest thing and I really couldn't do it. And I never understood why until I understood the Enneagram and that she's a nine. And so she's, she can be passive aggressive. And so I could not figure out why my annoying aggressive self as a high schooler could not get on her nerve. I just could not figure it out, but I had to eventually like leave her alone. I was like, well, I can't, it's one of these people I really can't get to. Okay. So, 
Um, but what she's doing right now, she's working with kids and she's been working with kids, um, for quite a while. She's doing a wonderful job loving kids. And the thing about it, you got to remember, she's an Enneagram nine. So when kids come to her with all kinds of issues, because she definitely works inner city kids, she can handle it, no doubt. But not only can she handle it, she can show them love and care that is unconditional. That's hard for some people to do without judging. She can show them unconditional love, but also tell them the truth and help them out. So she's amazing. Really good to know her. She's helped out a bunch um, in my life as well. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash do it for the gram. This part, we're going to talk about how you can help an Enneagram 9 in your life. If you have one in your life, you need to do these few things that could really help your relationship and help them develop. First thing, be patient. Give their ideas and emotions room and space to grow. They need room and space because a lot of times, especially undeveloped nines, have not took the time to figure out what they feel and what they think because they can understand and hold two different opposing ideas in their head simultaneously without like thinking one is worse than the other, but actually seeing the pros and cons of both easily. And so that's great. But how do you feel about that is the next question. Next, number two, encourage them to talk and express themselves. A lot of times when you have a nine, they're so good at listening, so good at being around. Sometimes some of you types talk so much. It's like, are you going to give them space to talk or are you just talking to them and making them listen? So make sure if you have an Enneagram nine friend, family member, spouse, that you give them space to express themselves. You just wait, be patient and wait and encourage them to talk and express themselves. Three, empathize with their anger and help them express it. A lot of times nines are afraid of the anger that's locked away. First of all, they don't realize it's their kind of because they've locked it away. But then it gets to a point where like, oh, no. And now they don't know what to do with it. Help them to express it because a lot of times nine are afraid of what that anger would do. But to be honest, a lot of times that anger, especially for Enneagram nine, is a righteous anger. That anger is right because something is wrong and they need to stand up for it. And so for Enneagram nine, stand up for them when something's wrong. It's okay to be angry. Righteous anger is good as long as you're doing something good with it. And anger in general, it just depends on what you do with it. You can do good or you can do bad with it. It's up to you. I think a lot of our people who have changed this world through social justice have had righteous anger. Number four, let them know their view and opinion is important. A lot of times nines will not necessarily think that their view and opinion is important because they can see all the sides so well, the good and the bad. It's just kind of like, well, that's just kind of how it is. No, your opinion matters and you matter. It's just the truth. You are valuable because you were created point blank, period. Now, In this part, I'm going to talk a little bit straight to the nine now. Here are some things that you need to work on to help you heal and to grow. So here's one of the things. Remember, 
that internal harmony is more important than external peace. I'm going to say that again. Remember that internal harmony is more important than external peace. To be of more value to others, you will need to be of value to yourself first and recognize the wonderful things about yourself that you can share. Number two, conflict is a part of life. I'm going to say it again for my Enneagram nines. Conflict is a part of life, but there can be order even in chaos. You don't have to engage every conflict, but if it falls on your path, face it and know that you can overcome it. Number three, believe in yourself. I know it sounds like the arts. Believe in yourself. That's the place to start. All right. But believe in yourself. Love yourself. Your needs, desires, and emotions are as important as everyone else's. You have the right to be happy. Number four, when you're stressed, instead of avoiding or denying the problem, face it head on and then retreat to quiet moments of meditation. Practice deep breathing and regrouping. All right. So that's what I have for the Enneagram nine. Thank you so much for listening to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and rate it. This is how more people find out about the podcast. If you would like to comment on the show, please do. I welcome feedback so I can get better. Also, follow this podcast on Instagram at Do It For The Gram podcast. If you are looking for coaching and consulting help with the Enneagram, you can go to kaizencareers.com or email me at milton at kaizencareers.com. Also, stay tuned for our next episode on the Enneagram 8, which is always spicy. And remember, do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course.